0: Ladies and gentlemen, ATDF TDF everything in that shelf presentation. You're now rocking with TDF everything, Spoiled Rotten.
1: Welcome back everybody
0: Hey hey.
1: It's me Daniel
0: And it's Ben On Spoiled Rotten On that shelf Boom Well Did it We keep, we
1: keep chugging along We definitely did that intro Yeah uh, we're good We're, we're good at with, that man Yeah We're chugging along With our revisiting Of cl- uh, classic superhero films mm-hmm. yeah, I can't believe we started in 78 And we're already in 2004 With Helle- boy.
0: It's fast. I mean, like when we purposely skip over the things that are going to be negative and mm-hmm. all that stuff, it's, it's it, the, th- the things really go by. And but the thing is, what I've noticed now is it's really interesting because we went from seventy eight Superman, and then fast track to this, and the density of superhero film um, now is like within that early two thousands is fantastic. And you know, this is this is what yeah. like when we were, I guess early 20s or teenagers or whatever it was this is like when it really came so this is like really starting to look cool to us and all that kind of stuff we see where the the foundation was and then now it's like okay the the hollywood has run full force with the superhero movie stuff
1: oh yeah i guess i mean well certainly comic book movies like really leaning into that because i feel like i mean we haven't even recorded it but the next one is constantine i'm like yeah i guess they really like there's like phases of these movies of like all right we'll do the classic stuff superman batman to mm. begin with then there was kind of like eh, and then there's like the black superheroes with spawn and blade coming out around the same time and now we've hit like kind of like the occult and like not quite like superhero but obviously super powered and comic mm. book with this kind of combo of hellboy then constantine coming out in the same time so it is interesting that there is kind of like these shifts in what kind of superhero stories they want to, or comic book stories they want to tell.
0: yeah and, and i think that's really really cool that you point that out too because yeah you're absolutely right when we start on the ba- face uh, the basis the foundation everything like that that was the quintessential superheroes like, yeah. uh, or the heroes or comic book characters the most popular ones now we're branching off into lesser known uh, intellectual properties and all that kind of stuff um, and even doing you know one off like a lot of different really really cool stuff here Um, and the occult aspect of this movie is something that's really really cool to me because um, prior to that it was like science um, particularly giving superhero powers and all that kind of stuff and I think right this, and this like, one's
1: straight up like no this is otherworldly like occult yeah. stuff the, yes yeah, there suspend, is no like machine yeah. that I mean there's a machine that gets Hellboy to earth but yeah. that's not what gives him his powers
0: yeah yeah he's just He's the demon and yeah those are his powers so it's very very nice to have like a very straightforward like okay let's because whenever I, I see occult stuff um i suspend the the i suspend a, a lot of the critical thinking aspect of my brain and just go for the ride because a big part of the occult stuff to me is tied up in a lot of culture and a lot of like um you know like for example a lot of Russian culture in this one uh, for what's going on um, with Rasputin and all that kind of stuff and of Mm -hmm. course it's fictionalized but because it's um, you know when when we talked about Hellboy like the 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 2019 one yeah yeah the last year one there was stuff like Baba Yaga and that's like that is a real like story and you know, all that kind of stuff so it's it's I suspend that critical thinking part because I'm like I don't know what is real here and what is not and how much of it's fiction but it's it's nice to see these reimaginings of like cool this is what it looks like you mm-hmm. know kind of yeah uh,
1: yeah I think obviously throughout this I don't even really remember the 2019 one but we cool. did an episode on it so people can <laughs> look it up uh, but yeah I think it, it's a, it's a real I was hoping that watching this would make me be like, all right, what works about this movie for me that didn't work for me about the 2019 one? And I think it's just, I just like this Hellboy better. I like Ron Perlman as Hellboy, like just infinitely better. Like there's no, it's not even close to me. I feel like, and I don't, I can't point to a specific thing he's doing. Mm -hmm. I think maybe it's the element of like, he's a lot more like, john McClain, like die hard style Mm. like uh like i'm really good at what i do but i also don't want to be doing what i'm doing like whereas i felt like the 2019 out like the david harbour hellboy was just kind of like an idiot I was just like, yeah I'm like i don't i don't know like is he good like he's certainly strong enough to take a beating but yeah. like is he good at what he's doing i don't know and yeah, it, like,
0: it shows him struggling a lot it shows him doing a lot of things heroes he's just like oh yeah like even abe being like oh yeah he, he prefers the the lone tortured hero thing let, That that's just him like
1: let well him like, and it, it him. reminds me of the first like in infinity war when um they're kind of like oh no let him have his fun when thanos was yeah. in quotations getting beat up by Hulk I immediately thought about Hellboy and Abe Sapien being like no nah, nah, he likes this like this yeah. is his thing like and like, I don't know it just kind of a lot of what I like in these comic book movies comes uh, not obviously not everything but I'll, I really like this movie in particular in terms of like and I guess I like it because it wasn't a character that I grew up with or knew anything about before I saw the movie And like, I just was all in on this version of the character because I still don't really like love the comic books. And I know that Mm. the 2019 version is closer to the comic books. Yep. Um, But like this version, I was just like, no, I like this. This is a story about this obviously otherworldly person who just Mm. wants to like fit in and have some version or what he thinks a version of normalcy is. Mm -hmm. And that was more compelling to me than like... Mm. I'm trying to save the world like he he does that he mm-hmm. saves the world on a daily basis but more it's like yeah I just want to like be with this woman I have a crush on Liz mm-hmm. and like hang out with my friends and like yeah he like shaves like a teenager he eats like a teenager basically he's got like I also yeah. like his relationship with his father in this more than...
0: yeah I like that relationship yeah um, To me, one of the things that this film does a lot more successfully is I think it makes the teenager and the the infancy angle of this character, which is essential to him, um, from what I understand from this character. And the discussions I've had with other people that really, really like Hellboy is that they really like the aspect that he's juvenile, but he's got basically what every kid wants right when you're Mm -hmm. a kid you want to be like the superhero you think you're that you're it's it's kind of like this dysmorphia kind of thing where you're like i feel like i'm superman but you're like a a four foot kid right um here it's it's i think the 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 decisions like the juvenile aspect of this is successfully done without it making him look like an idiot because that's what the the david Harbor one is like oh you just constantly are making dumb choices versus this one he's just like um no i'm doing a, i get a lot of the teenager things from it he's like no i'm just trying to fit in like i wish i could change like my face I, i'm well, that, trying to that's fit a in line like, i
1: really like well, i mean he i mean i like that he plays it off like i wish i could change this aka yeah. like i'm always gonna look this good like obviously we know what he means but it's just like he's doing that but like i like i like what you're saying in terms of like yeah he is this adolescent and like it i this time i really clocked how much the villain constantly refers to him as a child yes like it's never like oh we gotta get how he's like yo the child will be there too and it's like i guess yeah he really is this kid but i think what is more successful is instead of his bad decisions like being there to like move the plot forward like it was in the two thousand nine, it's like it is exploring who he really is like yes a lot of the times i think of, of him being childish is like he's spying on liz or like mm. he's got tabs on her he's like goes out when she's on the date with john myers like he's there to like throw things at them and he's like right. complaining and like obviously it's a bit on the nose but like that kid is way more like um adult about the situation yeah. Yeah. than he is but it's like yeah like he just wants to eat some cookies and like spy on the girl that he likes <laughs>
0: Yeah, and he, he wants to sulk and he wants to do all those things. And, like, he, he, you know, when we first meet him, it's like, what? what? He's grounded. Like, he, his mm-hmm. dad grounded him. You, you, like, you hear stuff like that where you're like, okay, we're really led to believe that this is a kid that we're treating as such. And it does it so successfully, too. It's like the they, when he's, like, shaving down his horns, like, to try right. to fit in. Like, I remember just being a teenager and trying to do anything to fit in, right, to right. And not really – and that spoke to me in this one quite a bit versus yeah. the, versus the, the david harbour one it just seemed like he didn't want to fit in and
1: well i don't know what the deal was with because yeah. i again i complete transparency i do not remember that movie yeah i remember a like films. i don't remember what we said about it i don't remember it i just kind of had the feeling of like oh it's doing some things well like I don't remember even what the character's name I feel like it's like Lobster Jones or whatever like yep. like that like when they redo his origin story of coming to earth I was like what we already saw this why are they doing this like beat for beat but then they like add that other element I'm like okay that's cool but like in terms of Hellboy I was like I don't really like like Hellboy after this movie mm-hmm. the way I liked like I was obviously not in enough to be like oh i'm going to read all the comics now but i was like oh i will watch another movie of this like i like this character
0: yeah um, like, we understand why this got a sequel and why the 2019 one is not there's no discussion of the sequel there um and of course that's that we have to talk as, about critical yeah. success the box office success and all that kind of stuff as reasons for why but for, purely from a story writing character exploration standpoint this movie i find is much much more successful in actually being this is Hellboy, he's a flawed character, but you're gonna like him for these reasons, you know? And that worked really, really well here. And I I think Guillermo del Toro, he does a really good job of um, A, the visuals in this, hold up like we keep talking about like blade that um that fight scene in blade being like oh it's completely cgi and then you start to question what's going on like yeah we see the fight scenes here with all the monsters being completely cgi and there's no no they
1: are they are not completely cgi
0: They're not. Oh, okay okay no. so yeah, no that-
1: a lot a lot of hellboy like i i think this works exactly the way blade 2 does to be honest i, I feel like oh, really? there's scenes where you're like i'm talking about the CGI stuff I'm like oh here are the CGI moments right now like it's very clear when it's like okay now it's a CGI Hellboy yes. but the monsters oh, there- the yeah. monsters are practical it's guys on stilts oh. like walking and stuff like that that's not oh. that isn't CGI no
0: oh, very cool all right and well- again
1: obviously they're not always real but they are practical for a lot of it
0: yes well that, that's that's why I was like the CGI here was like it's Kind of seamless, and then it's it's inconsistent, uh, inconsistent as well. And I, I didn't realize they used practical effects. But uh, that yeah,
1: was- I would say when I first saw these movies, like well, this movie, and like, like rewatch a couple times, it felt more seamless than this time. But I, I wasn't too hung up on that. I was like, okay, yeah, great. This is this is where they cut to the CGI stuff. Let's. It is what it is. Like, what, they, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> mm-hmm. I would rather that than like. Uh, a, a, like a underwhelming fight. Mm,
0: mm, yeah. Um, yeah. They it, yeah. This movie's very very successful in doing that kind of stuff. I think one of the things that bothered me about this is like I kind of wanted a little bit more of Liz. Um, y- y- you know, like that backstory between Hellboy and Liz, um, which is Selma Blair in this one. It, yeah. She, yeah. I, I think one of the things with Liz's character is that she just kind of gets dropped into the movie Um, and you know, like from the promotional materials and everything like that, you you would understand like all that kind of stuff, but there's less of a seamless introduction of Liz. It's just like, here's Liz, here's the role she plays and all that kind of stuff. She's got her own story and all that kind of stuff too. And it's wonderful, but it just kind of like, she just gets dropped in a little bit. And I I kind of wish the, the guy, um that's replacing the dad um uh,
1: agent myers
0: agent myers um uh, kind of has to go on a mission to recruit her like i wish that would be i think that would be a little bit better i don't know but whatever no, no. It, i mean
1: good. i it would be nice for some of Blair i guess to have scenes like that but i think this movie like we talked about last week with um spider-man 2 is about hellboy mm-hmm. and so everything is from his point of view so it wouldn't really make sense because like i feel like even the villains you don't really spend a lot of time with them like, you don't know, like and i and i don't like what i like about this movie and i i understand that it could be a downside for other people is mm-hmm. that this movie isn't really interested in like why do these villains want to destroy the world why they want to end? it's all just they brought hellboy here because of their like stuff and now we're following hellboy and what he cares about he cares about liz but again he can't like because he's been separated for her he doesn't have a lot to go off of other than she was working with them he mm-hmm. fell in love with her she's gone now and purposefully will never really know much about her because she's guarded so she's not talking about what happened to her and he can't get through that and Mm -hmm. that's what I like about the movie is that this successfully works from his point of view this isn't a story about like oh he put her up on a pedestal he'll never know like it's like he knows what he knows about her he knows she shouldn't be in these hospitals she's just gonna keep running them like Mm -hmm. he actually knows like I feel like she should be with us because we can help her with her issues so it's not like the Peter Parker like oh I just like Mary Jane I saw her act once and like it is I I I feel I know this person mm -hmm. beyond what I see like we've had conversations I feel something for her but because this movie is his point of view exclusive almost exclusively Mm -hmm. there won't be like elements of like what other people think and feel if it's not (laughs) based on what Hellboy would know about or care about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah so yes i guess it would be nice for the basically only speaking female character to have more to do but i also feel like considering she's just there as an object of hellboy's like infatuation Mm -hmm. she still gets a lot like you get a backstory for her you understand like i watching the movie understand why she doesn't really talk to people and why she is the way she is more than another movie that might deal with this Mm -hmm. so she doesn't really feel just out of nowhere it just feels like we as the audience feel the same longing that hellboy does because she's so guarded and not fully integrated into his life yet
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah it's a but yeah, yeah, that's very, very good point. I mean, it, it, the movie works from that perspective like because it's purely from his perspective. Uh, and that's one of the things that's one of the drop in kind of moments. Um, but if you spin it from that perspective, then, yeah, it makes a lot more sense. It's like, OK, yeah, that that, that works. Um, but yeah, like to, it's just one of those things where I'm like, oh, I actually like Solomon Blair's character and I really really want to explore that more and like the complicated history between those two but you know the in in this context I guess the dialogue and just like the fact that she's like oh I left 13 times and all that kind of stuff is enough to kind of give us that perspective or that history.
1: Well she's trying to do the same thing as Hellboy right like they both want to feel what they think is normal and obviously hanging out with Abe Sapien and Hellboy won't ever feel normal to Liz yeah. so that's why she, I mean that. that's what I'm saying like I don't know how much more we get out of it if we see it and I know that you should usually show not tell but again because this movie is so clearly just about Hellboy I yes. know there is elements of like you take a while to see him but like everything is all geared towards like this is how Hellboy came to earth this is like the person that's gonna have to take over for mm-hmm. Hellboy's father figure who doesn't even show up in the second movie but like it's all because like it's all surrounding him and about him yeah and so like that's what I like about the movie is that it successfully puts me in a world where I'm like yeah I just want to hang out with this character like I want to know like I just want to like yeah I want to know more about him and I want to like see how he interacts with people
0: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah he's um he's really fun for that he's just it's a really fun character I find um and yeah Ron Perlman does such a good job with it
1: well yeah because I was think I was even thinking like I as a kid knew him from the Beauty and the Beast show which is a different in my memory who knows is a different version like it's not the same thing as this Hellboy but then the other things I know him from are Blade 2 and Sons of Anarchy where he's playing like this extreme asshole Yep sometimes even like racist um to a to a degree and so it's just like this is also like i was like this is like actually good acting to like through this makeup and everything to like have such a likable character almost Mm. immediately that feels like despite what he looks like he just feels friendly and like easy to get along with
0: yeah yeah he's he's rough around the edges but he never really is like malicious or anything like that he's not A mean character he's just like hey I'm just misunderstood and of course you would have a chip on your shoulder too if you look like this and you know like all the judgment and And fear people give and all that kind of stuff like and the idea that you know and I think the uh and I think the comparisons of the the scenes here of the 2019 and then 2004 of the scenes where hey I'm on your side um I think this film does it in a very, very different way than the other film. The the idea was like, okay, well, the other film, even the policeman knowing that he's on their side and still firing a shot and all that kind of stuff and being like, what the hell kind of deal? That was very, very well done. And I think a little bit better done than this uh, because like, that really displays like, okay, yeah. He's like, even when people are on his side they're really afraid of him. And like, they're willing to take a shot based on their own thing and fall out of line. But here it's just like this one police officer in a reaction situation, where it's like, I really doubt you're on our side, kind of deal. It's like,
1: but well, I think that's what I like about this movie is it's different. This is this is a legitimate like we are trying to cover up the existence of Hellboy, so that police officer doesn't need to think that Hellboy's mm-hmm. on his side because he should just be like, holy shit, a monster. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the other movie, it was unclear to me how much cover up they were doing. Yeah, it seemed more like it was just like, yeah, like we we're the bureau of whatever uh, paranormal thing and i'm like okay but like this movie i like and i don't know if that even follows into the second movie but this movie i liked i thought it was fun like that you have that jeffrey tambor character unfortunately it's him but like the character Mm -hmm. is um this great like comedic element of like the guy that like even the fact that he goes on the mission with them like you think like oh what a pencil pusher idiot that's like just like but it's like no like this guy's also dedicated and his role is to play like the like antagonist on tv and be like oh okay yeah hell boy like there is no such thing this is crazy talk and like i like that that's something better for me that it's like this is actually something that like feels more realistic like that there could be all of this going on it's just mm-hmm money is put into covering this up for people but yeah, so no one ever knows about it
0: yeah and i think i like the fact that this film does communicate that a lot better um that they're, they're actively trying to be like no nah, we're, we're trying to sweep everything under the rug we're trying to even deny the existence of the bureau of paranormal research and defense like yeah kind of
1: because the the people who work with hellboy like they're trying to fuck with Agent Myers at the beginning, like, oh, look, don't do this, yep. don't do that. But, like they like him, like they hang out, and like it's clear because while he's working with them, he's like, oh yeah, and like they even with uh, Agent Clay when he's just like, so yeah, this this doesn't look like baby hair, right? And He's like, no, oh, I'm thinking of doing it myself. Like they're friends. It's just, or, I mean, they're friendly at work, mm-hmm. but like there is no, it's not in question whether or not he's on their side. They already, they anyone who's working there knows he's on their side. It's just if he's out in public, no, no one would yeah. be like, oh it's like is that Hellboy the good guy? it's just like no there's like sightings of him and he would be just like
0: Bigfoot to them like and and I really like how they did that Uh, in the beginning that's one thing I didn't really remember or recognize um, is that when uh, they had those the the National Enquirer like those kind of like uh, news headlines and all those kind of things um, to build into that Jeffrey Tambor scene where he's like of course this is fake like this Mm -hmm. come on wake up guys like let's be real here Um, like it, it really adds that depth to it. It's like, yeah, we're we're coming from these are the reports coming from these sources and all that. So there's an act of like, okay, yeah, we're we're covering this up and then they're like, Well, uh, what does he say too? Something like why are all pictures right? Of
1: they're pictures of, out of or focus
0: or something like that? And it's just like that's a funny thing because it's just like, Yeah, like all UFO things are it's just like building into that whole thing is like, Come on, guys, like let's not be conspiracy theorists here. Mm-hmm. It, if there was really like it, like I like that it was really fun I, I despite the fact that it is Jeffrey Tambor it. Um,
1: yeah and but, unfortunately because I was a big fan of Jeffrey Tambor like especially when I saw him in this I was like oh cool okay and then yeah. stuff came out about him and I'm like all right well that's yeah. that
0: Yep. um
1: but like I think I think yeah it's I get what you're saying about like there's there's that element of like that other movie where it's more that movie i think my memory of that is more him being like all right i could kill everyone but i'm trying so hard to not be the destruction of the world or whatever Mm -hmm. and so then he has to interact with people and like have those kinds of uh, experiences but for this movie i feel like I, and I, I think I said it when we were reviewing I think it's episode 85 if people care our, our 2019 Hellboy but like I feel like I did say like I don't even remember what it was like in this 2004 one and I feel like it's not explicitly stated if he knows his true nature in this movie
0: yeah it's I, more yeah. like he
1: doesn't care because what he wants and I think we as the audience know his true nature is just wanting to have fun and be with Liz that's what he cares about and like so he's got these relationships of love like for abe for his father for the agents that work with him and then the like romantic love for liz Mm -hmm. but um
0: and even the 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 i mean as silly as this the the love for the kittens and the cats and all that kind of stuff yes just, yeah, yeah it, it, I, I think i can't remember if the 2019 does anything like that but i, I really like that effect here he's like no i like my kitties my cats and all like and then even the subway fight scenes like he goes and risks his life for like a box yeah of-
1: that woman being like oh no my cats and yeah like, what the hell yeah. like, my box of kittens and he's like oh i gotta save them well yeah and i think
0: it's funny it's just like okay well um like the whole thing is like the fact that people aren't evacuating and they're just kind of like standing around watching I was just like that's kind of funny to me it, but I'm like obviously I didn't care too much about it but it was fun yeah I think
1: and it's funny because they filmed in Prague and I'm like wow they just found every black person in Prague for this scene like as mm. we've been talking about like just the, back, the, the background um, actors Yep. I was, and even that woman that comes forward I'm like oh because I know in the second movie ron perlman's daughter who is mixed race yep plays like a reporter in it but um i was like oh like uh, nice like they didn't they found people of color in Prague. that's Mm -hmm. that's good to see or they flew them out i don't know but like and i i know this movie takes place in new york and new jersey but um they filmed in Prague. uh and and so i was like i mean i gotta say at least they weren't like it wasn't a whitewashed city in this movie either it does seem concentrated in that scene and, but even at the beginning of the movie one of the uh soldiers is black when they take the picture i don't think he has any see- you don't have any lines or any live action scenes but in the picture at least he's there um but yeah i think what i like about this movie is and again i'm i understand this could be a drawback for other people is that like it really is just like what you really are hoping for is that he is happy at the end unless like oh hopefully he stops Carl Krokonen or whatever <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of just like yeah they're there they're doing their thing mm-hmm. I really like that Carl character with the knives and he like winds himself up and stuff yeah like, apparently in the comics there's none of that he's just a guy that wears a gas
0: mask oh really yeah okay. he's like
1: he's nothing it's like right. nothing I, I shouldn't say it's nothing I would it's nothing like how he is represented in this movie
0: yeah okay cool um
1: so i like that addition um because that was if it wasn't helpful i was like i also like this carl character i get he's a nazi and a horrible person but like um Guillermo del Toro like made up a completely different backstory for him mm-hmm. he was like this opera like singer during like whatever time right before oh, wow. uh, the holocaust and like he was this blonde hair blue eye like really attractive person that got fucked up and then like through the occult like comes back and mm-hmm. becomes immortal and is just like this really vindictive person that does horrible things to people right um which is i think maybe the vindictive part is still his comic book counterpart but everything else is different
0: from mm-hmm. that Very cool. I, I really like the visuals of that character in general yes. i mean every single thing that they did with it. I was just like holy crap. Every time he's on screen, I cannot take my eyeballs away from him.
1: And as it, as a result, I feel like he has more screen time than the actual villain. Like, I yeah, mean, I, for I, me it should have just been him, but I yeah. get that like it's better to have like this kind of historical character Rasputin there as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I don't feel like he does much and again I don't even care because I'm like well I'm here for the Hellboy stuff like I, yeah it doesn't really matter to me who the villain is
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah the, the, the villain guy it's oh my god it's well a his visuals remind me a lot of like a video game that I like to play <laughs> which is Destiny mm. 2 it reminds me of a hunter character in Destiny 2 so like very very cool stuff but like even the way he moves and everything like that and just everything about that character is so cool like that autopsy scene where they're like oh yeah, the so are completely cool. removed and like that the lips are completely oh my like, holy shit and it's
1: That's it is said cool. that he did that to himself well yeah. he had those tests done to himself right yes. like, yeah, yeah
0: okay yeah i don't think so um but yeah it was really really just one of the coolest things i mean it was like watching him do anything was really really cool um so yeah it was it, when he was incapacitated or died the way he did i was just like oh man
1: but I also felt like he'll be like he could come back because he died the same way before like when they do the flashback like he got impaled and it's just a matter of that Rasputin guy. I guess maybe they're saying that Rasputin guy's dead but I feel like it's a comic book and they could figure out a way.
0: yeah I, I, I mean it, it seems to me like they're really really dead and th- here, so here's the one thing I was thinking and this is really really funny to me is this like with all the occult stuff and all that kind of stuff um, like the one scene where he's originally fighting the hell dog in the subway and all that kind of stuff. I was like, just tell me how to kill it and all this kind of stuff. Um, and they're using, and he kills them ultimately with the, the subway track, uh, all that kind of stuff. I think it's really, really interesting the idea of like, okay, these are really, really old monsters that way back then terrorized and we couldn't kill anyone. But now the technology is like, no, it's actually an equal fight now. Like we can mm-hmm. actually take people down. We don't know the weakness, but now we do. It's a very interesting thing. But then that spiritual side where it's like, okay, well, the one soul becomes two. And then they just kind of split into those, like the, the egg things. I'm like, this is really, really cool. It's just a very yeah. cool one. I like it a lot.
1: I do like that that, they, that at the end Liz has to basically burn the stockpile of eggs that they had <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that was yeah I liked everything that the Samael character to, well I don't even know if you can call it a character but like yeah. the monster the Samael monster was really cool mm-hmm. um, yeah I, and then I don't really know like I don't remember the I think her name's Ilsa like his his um, the woman who like brings him back to life with Carl
0: the the, the, the the woman yeah
1: yeah yeah she really doesn't have much to do in this movie
0: no she really doesn't
1: it's uh, I mean, unfortunate like I'm not for killing off here but it's like you could have killed her off like basically immediately and it would she would have the same impact on this like basically once she resurrects him it would have been like but like I'm happy that that woman got acting like a job and got really? to be in the movie but I'm just like what it, a waste. It's, it's, like what? I would feel like yeah I would feel underwhelmed by that like the final product like because who knows what she filmed like she might have been like oh my goodness yeah this is great stuff and then you see the movie and you're just like oh okay
0: yeah yeah maybe she had it. they kept. <laughs> yeah it's like I shot a whole movie and you only used this yep yes we did Jared Leto sorry um.
1: <laughs> I mean hopefully <laughs> hopefully yeah. not but like yeah I think I think of the villains obviously I'm like most drawn to the Carl char- char- character yes uh, just for the visual because he doesn't speak but he does have that very interesting laugh when he's dying yeah and he's like what are you laughing at and it's like this is pretty creepy <laughs> I yeah. like this a lot
0: you no know, everything about that character is creepy and of yeah. it's like the idea like when he got shot and the dust started coming out I'm like that's cool man yeah like cool love it
1: It's just like a ticking sandbag like
0: yeah And just like, are you all going to spill out entirely? And it's like, oh, no, it's just because his blood turned to dust. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Um, So it's really, really cool. Uh, The other character, too, uh, Abe Sapien. I really enjoy his character here. I really
1: like... I like what he's capable of doing. And I like that he wasn't, like, also super-powered. Like, that scene where Hellboy has to be like, hey, like, hold this. This will keep the bad guys away from you. And it gets lost and it creates that tension, but then, like, The payoff is like oh no he he will get fucked up like there is no like he's not gonna like superpower his way out of this.
0: yeah i really liked his character from the perspective of like no he's purely intellectual he's not someone that can you know manipulate water in a cool way. he's not an overpowered character and i really like that about him so like when he gets like in that scene a i want to talk about that scene because i think it's really really cool that um that underwater scene um let's because I, I wanted to talk about that and the visuals of that underwater scene compared to aquaman and all that kind of stuff right because in aquaman they made such a big deal about how do we get over this like hurdle this like crazy hurdle and i'm like wait a minute guillermo del toro did it pretty successfully
1: their hurdle was more like how do you get like hair to move around which isn't an issue for ape sapien
0: well yes that's correct but even then this is like the idea of less cinematography and everything like that because the hair moving around is something that is constantly in a superhero movie has to be CGI like the idea of um so one of the most famous things is the amount of CGI that was done on Brie Larson's hair as Captain Marvel when she, like, is in space and returns, like, and finds Robert, uh, the Iron Man and Nebula and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of CGI there. So it, it's, like, in many, many situations, I didn't realize how much CGI ne- is needed for hair uh, to look real. And it, you're absolutely right, that the hair piece, but... To me, I'm like, the underwater stuff here looks really, really good. Now, of course, they, they darkened up the tones and all that kind of stuff to hide a lot of stuff, but it still looked really good to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, in fairness to Aquaman, that whole movie is underwater basically versus like, what, five minutes of screen time underwater for Abe Sapien? Yep. So Yeah, they could probably allocate the budget where they needed to for that stuff, and I do know that uh, that is him in a harness in a tank and stuff like that. So like, they're able to capture a bit of it actually underwater and alleviate some stress. So yeah, there's a lot of things I like to ding Aquaman for, but I can't really ding them on the like visual effects of the underwater stuff. Like, no, the visual effects that would be that would be a big deal to accomplish
0: yeah that's it, it, visually that was a big deal for Aquaman and I, I think they did a great job but to see where they were in 2014 and what Guillermo del Toro did with an underwater scene is really really cool to me like mm-hmm. really cool. um it was great I, I really enjoyed it
1: yeah I I think that's my main takeaway from this movie It's just a really fun movie for me like I mm-hmm. I really like I, I don't know like I, I don't really have any negative stuff to say about it I, I know where people have negative stuff to say but I'm just like it just worked for me because it was a movie that knew what it wanted to like who it wanted to like focus on and luckily like who they focused on was a likable person like yes. a, a person that you could root for and could get like as I said that that idea of leaning into his teenage ways was so smart Yes. and I think that that helped when I saw it and like maybe that's it maybe if you were older, you were kind of like Neh. like all right whatever yeah. or like but like when I first saw it, it, it I was just like yep this works for me I get what's going on here mm-hmm. and um, I also think that maybe if you loved the comics you might be like why did they do this because <laughs> like I don't know the specific difference because I can't imagine that even though David Harbour is close to the comics it's a good representation of Hellboy, right? Because I don't know too many people that love that movie, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just glad they stuck to the comics on that one. Um,
0: yeah, that seems to be so one then, of the talking points of that one. It's like, yeah, that one's comic accurate, but did you like it?
1: Then, yeah. Whereas yeah. this one, I guess, is. I mean, well, we know. I know for a fact what they changed about one of the main villains, yep. and then like, I just know that they changed stuff about Hellboy. I just don't really know what specifically. Right and i think it is more just like he is more of an idiot in the comics he's yep. le- like and i i'm happy they made the change
0: <laughs> yeah i because to me like i to me the thing that makes the most sense is that he his adolescent ways and his personality would be like that but it wouldn't make sense to me that he would be an idiot given how old he actually is from a year standpoint and all that kind of stuff right and how yeah long- but if he's
1: if he's closed off to the world i don't know how like smart he will be right like he from the beginning like they found abe sapien so he had time to like become who he is and be right. this intellectual whereas um professor broom had hellboy from the beginning basically his first stint on earth and then like closing him off to the world Mm -hmm. so in that sense i don't think he would be like i don't like i don't like i can't even say like oh that like david Harbour one is like just a full-on it's more like yeah i get it like he's a doofus maybe people like that but i like this version of hellboy that like only knows what he knows which is his group of friends, and that he likes Liz, and he knows that, and he knows how to fight um yeah. monsters. And it's yeah. and in fairness to the 2019 movie, it's not like he's great at fighting. It is a lot of him being able to take hits, yeah. but it like even to the point of like, hey, I created this bullet to take down this type of monster, like makes it feel like he's better at what he does than yes. the David Harbor Hellboy. Yeah,
0: it, it, it. I like it a lot more because he he's smarter in this one he's like hey abe like this will protect you this will do Mm -hmm. all this stuff he has the the ability to resurrect that guy from yeah like
1: he gets ivan to like come back to life so that he can guide them through the stuff
0: he doesn't know what
1: he's doing yeah what what i feel
0: he's He's got a process and he just likes to stick to himself this is the idea of like i really liked when you know, they were in the cemetery scene. And then he was like, oh, Jeffrey Damper's character is being like, oh, we should double back, we should do this, He was like this. And then he just goes like, I'm just gonna ask for directions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, that, that makes the most sense to me. It's like, Why? Like you're building that squadron, you're doing all this kind of stuff. I'm just gonna ask for directions. Like this, screw your process, screw everything else. It's like, this is my results, and this is how I go do things. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's like, okay, uh, he had that device first and foremost, he knows how to use the device, and then he's raising the dead, it's just like, to me, this is a, a Hellboy that has done this for a while, has learned a lot of different things about the occult and all that kind of stuff, and will use them, but he still enjoys the toys that he has, which is the guns. Yeah. So I really like this Hellboy a lot more because I can't, for the life of me, see the David Harper version of it having those kind of skill sets too it'd be be mismatched
1: I mean honestly he could have had the exact same amount of skill sets I just don't remember like I just didn't care. like it it didn't work for me
0: (laughs) yeah um I want to talk a little bit about the love story that's between Liz and uh Hellboy and I I think it's really really fun because um I think well I'm looking at this the the Wikipedia page on this and hell del Toro goes like i wanted to reverse beauty of the beast story where you know know, it's like the idea of like she has to accept herself um in accept the monster that she is and then to love the monster that is hellboy and all that kind of stuff so i really really enjoy that is like accepting that part of yourself and uh embracing it as as opposed to trying to get rid of it i I think it's one of those things that really worked well in this for liz um Mm -hmm. because liz like we said before she doesn't get To, in my opinion, enough uh, screen time. But logistically, you're right. It's because it's purely from his perspective and all that kind of stuff. So the 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 stuff that she does get to do is really really interesting to me from the love perspective because she's doing all this character growth and all that kind of stuff. But it's, and I think there's um, it's underrated that aspect of the movie. Um, I really enjoyed it
1: and i like that she flirts with the idea of like oh it would be normal if i was dating agent myers like she yes. cuz like when he sees her for the first time he's like gobsmacked and i guess she's kind of like oh nice like finally a human that likes me mm-hmm. and then they go on their date i don't even know how that date goes cuz they keep cutting back to hellboy and what he yeah. wants to to do but i think as del toro said it's this element of like she thinks if she cuts Abe and um, Hellboy out of her life, then she won't have the issue she has with her own like powers and stuff. But it's as I guess Hellboy said, like being with them is what would help her. Like Mm -hmm. because she'll be around people that understand what she's going through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I like the idea of like, I forget who's, I think Abe says it to her.
1: Right. Um, yes, he says the whole like, like hey, it comes down to it. Us freaks are all we have, or whatever. Yeah,
0: we're, we're we've all we got is our ourselves. Is like the freaks and all that kind of stuff. So I, I I really think that dialogue, that line of dialogue, really did a lot for her character growth. And then like immediately in the next scene, he's like, "Yeah, I'm a freak. I'm a loser. Let's go," kind of deal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like we got our own little community. Instead, so what did of- she call herself, Sparky? Sparky? Yeah, she's like
1: sparky to red and he's like oh my god did myers come up with that
0: yeah that was funny um the idea that she's like she stops trying to be seen as a human and she's like no okay i'm i'm gonna embrace the monster side of me that is so cool the idea of like even you know in the the psychiatric hospital all that kind of stuff you hear that voiceover interview with her it's like every time it happens i black out for and then i can't control things and then here she uh, well i mean whether or not she blacks out is arguable because she dies right away right so but she doesn't black out and she does all these things and it's just the embracing of that thing was so cool because she gets the she learned how to control her power and i think that was a really really cool thing and
1: she like i mean yes it is set up so that hellboy saves her but she's the one that like clears the table for him to be able to do Mm -hmm. the one thing that he can do but like so i like that that it was like it was because she accepted herself that she was like yeah it doesn't matter how many times you kill these Samael monsters like they're gonna keep coming back but her being able to go in there and torch the place mm-hmm. is like okay now it's actually done like, right i did it
0: yeah yeah that, w- that was a lot of fun because it's like uh, even the the strategy that they have is hellboy just goes like i guess we just got to kill them all at once kind of deal <laughs> <And> it' <was laughs> like it's a very very easy straightforward adolescent kind of thing um yeah it was really really fun to me this movie
1: yeah i think uh, the, i i get what you're saying again I, I see the drawbacks of the movie but i'm kind of like it works for what this movie wants to get done yes. how much time she has uh and as i said like it helps everything is set up so that you're like empathizing with hellboy or at least feeling like yeah empathizing with him and it, i think it helps that you do feel kind of left out of the true liz sherman story it's because that is exactly what she wants to do to hellboy mm-hmm. and so we as an audience will empathize with the idea of like well yeah like there's no getting through to her like well we'll never fully get to like be with her that
0: way mm-hmm. um the, obviously the the central theme amongst this whole movie is the idea of choice the idea of you 're born here this is your this is what the prophecy says or whatever this is what people wanted you to do this uh, uh, but ultimately it 's up to the individual to make their choice, and I really really like. Uh, the Hellboy decision all that kind of stuff and, oh when he like,
1: says i made my choice and stuff yeah i, I would say choice. that doesn't work that doesn't land as well for me in this as it did in the david harbour one the david really? harbour one really was like because i feel like the david harbour one was really like he knows ahead of time yep. what needs to happen what could happen and then it really does feel like okay what's his choice gonna be right. this movie is so like caught up as i said in the stuff i like which is like fleshing out the intricacies of him that i never really feel like he has a choice to make i feel like when you meet him you already know what choice he's made even by the fact that he sands down his horns yes it's to be like the analog to him shaving but it is because he knows what happens when the horns go fully out right or i feel like that's what the movie is implying. again i don't know if it's explicitly said but i feel like he has made his choice Mm -hmm. so the so yes the movie does have those elements and it is trying to lead towards that ending but like it's never really in question for me what he's
0: gonna do that's no that's a good point of way of putting I, i guess the idea of choice um was more successfully explored naturally Liz's character yes Liz, I think
1: Liz makes, a, makes a choice
0: bigger choice than what he does you're, you're absolutely right about that uh, the, all, all the things he does is very consistent throughout the whole film it's you know, yeah. He, yeah, you're it is,
1: learning about him it's not like it's not like you know everything about him but like you are learning that like yeah this guy has made his choice already
0: because I think like this film especially in the Rasputin scene where he's chained up and Liz's like uh, soul is being sucked up or everything like that uh, like it makes me feel a little bit confused as to how much he knows about himself in his mm-hmm. own because yeah. it's like oh you can try all you want you can't break those you'll chains. never
1: break it, Yeah,
0: your name and everything like that and you say your real name and he says his real name so it feels like there's okay a little-
1: what he does say his real name he does okay then I feel like he knows because that's that's what I was gonna say there's the scene in the alleyway where Rasputin's like I know your real name and he just shoots at him like name this so I'm like I feel like if he doesn't know his true or like his true nature he doesn't care it's what what I was saying like there is no real choice whereas the David Harbour movie makes me feel like there is a bit of back and forth for him on like all right like what's what should I do here um and this one it's like as i said like that rasputin scene where he's like oh i know your true name and he's like fuck off i like i the name this and he shoots at him i'm like he didn't even out for a bit be like oh like does this guy really like know who i really am like
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh has my dad been lying to me he's just like no fuck off i don't i don't need that in my life
0: yeah yeah and and, and that's where it was just like i through talking it here it's just one of those things um that uh kind of seems like oh God, where, where are my words for this? The idea of choice here, you're absolutely, it's, it's secretly low-key there's more successfully things done with Liz uh, Liz's character, despite the fact that she has so little screen time and I think that there's a big testament to that
1: Well, I'd say she has not a lot of lines. I don't know if she has yes. so little screen time. like she definitely has more Doesn't screen time than Resputin right and, and who is the main villain?
0: Yeah, that's fine yeah I mean the Rasputin thing is just it's it's so straightforward it's one yeah. dimensional. he's like
1: yeah I want to destroy the world and I'm like all right sure great yeah. because the movie never really makes it feel as I said like it's never really set up to me like and I'm saying this as a positive for the David Harbour one like that one is like okay is he going to bring up Like, it really makes it seem like maybe if he did destroy the world, things would be better. Like, like there is that element of like, he could think that way. Like, oh, maybe it is better if I just destroy everything and then yeah, start like, again. I, and like,
0: what I do remember from 2019 1 is that that, that choice is like, hey, there, there's a little bit more of an emphasis on that. It's like, hey, if I do destroy everything and rebuild, would it be better? Like, and, yeah. we're, and it's a very interesting thing. It's just like we're always. It, as individuals criticizing and critiquing like everything that happens but if we were to run the show would uh, things actually be better or would it just be better for one person mm-hmm. um, and that's usually the case right and I, I think the 2019 one does a better job of exploring that despite what I remember from it or what I can't remember. yeah
1: I think that's I'm, I could be wrong I feel like that's my memory of what works about that movie is that there is an element of like okay I genuinely believe he has to make a choice here yes and I don't feel like this that Ron Perlman's Hellboy cares like I think he's just like no I already know what I want out of life like that's this is, this is a distraction to me this or maybe it's not a distraction but it's like yeah this is my Thursdays so I have to stop the end of the world I have to stop this kind of stuff like I don't this is not what I'm worried about right now uh, at, to the and I keep going back to that Rasputin scene where he's just like no like I'm just gonna shoot you I, there's there is no conversation here I don't care and you said that he says his name which I think I remembered yep. but it's like yeah like it, it seems like he does know what his true nature is and he's just like but I don't want that so yep. well, this yeah is, so, this and,
0: is, and that's that's I, I guess that's uh for me adding on to the what your criticism is his the the, the idea of choice here is less is not as well explored through his character here. Yeah. Um,
1: It's more Liz.
0: Yeah. It's, it's much more Liz and yeah, it it is that. Um, yeah. I, so I also want to talk about briefly, um, because I love this actor, uh, John Hurt. Um, he's so good in this. He's so good in this and and you know what, like I, and you know, he's going to come up in another film that we're probably gonna review and that's V for Vendetta. Um, but like John Hurt in this like he does such a better job of that father-son dynamic you like here yes yeah, this,
1: this, that- this one I feel like they cared about that dynamic more yeah. and I feel like the 2019 one was just like I guess that's a part of it right like that he's got this dad this human dad because yeah I feel like there is a lot of care put it, because it starts with Professor Broom and like this is how I met my son and like the, I was I was an ill-prepared father for a son no one wanted and and then you find out he's dying and he's putting all this stuff in place to make sure that his son can continue to have a good life uh so i think all of that does is better written but then you get someone like john and i love ian mcshane i was so happy when they said he was playing broom but like so i i'm not saying one actor is better than the other i like both actors a lot i'm just saying you give a like you give a great actor better material and like mm-hmm. obviously you can see how that plays out what then if you give a great actor kind of like a i don't know hopefully you make this better material
0: mm-hmm. yeah I, I, yeah John hurt is just, well obviously because he's he's gone now he died of pancreatic cancer in two, uh, 2017 um it, it's it's like his voice is just such and a great voice for it. It's a fantastic voice. And I
1: even like the young person that got to play the young version. Like, I was like, yeah, that I see this as the young John Hurt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that casting was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, so, yeah, they, I mean, John Hurt's performance in this was really, really good. I really liked it. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah I think, I think he's such a I couldn't remember if he died in this one or not and I'm like oh that's yes. too bad yeah you yeah. know i I'm like watching it and I'm like see. Oh, he, he's in the second one right and then I'm like ah, oh, he's dead uh he still might show up in the second one I don't know but like I just remember like fuck and then that's another thing I want to talk about how like it's because Hellboy was out trying to follow Liz on her date that he couldn't be there to save his dad yeah and I'm just like and so like there's this they don't really lean into it but there is that element of like guilt when he sees his dad dead and it's just like oh my goodness like this like but again that shows his priorities like it, the mm-hmm. movie is never we've already gone over it the movie is never trying to be like oh like what does he choose it's like no he chooses Liz like his yeah. his pursuit of Liz and what that represents to him is what he's going after but like he sees how that has its like setbacks With mm-hmm. you're not there to protect your dad and like because I don't I think only abe ever knows and myers knows that he's that uh professor broom is dying yes i don't think hellboy ever gets to know that yeah
0: i don't think hellboy ever does uh so is, like not that cool. he would have been like oh this
1: is fine he was gonna die anyway but it was like but it it just really hits him harder because he's like holy shit like
0: it, it, yeah it's really really there i just like that scene too where like john Hurt, he, he's just like yep i'm already dying and i'm ready and he's <laughs> just like it's such a it was a cool way to go out um, for that character and for everything. It was, just, it was like it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I also thought it was a stand-up um, act that David Hyde Pierce was the voice of Abe Sapien, but refused to be credited uh, for it because it was like no, Doug Jones did that. Like, and but he's I like,
1: yeah. I mean, yes, but I, and then you fast forward to two thousand nineteen and you yeah. got Ed Sirkin. Me, I'm like, no, I just won't do it then. Yeah, but, like I just won't take the money
0: it's yep. fine yeah yeah it's yeah it's just like yeah i'm not gonna do this and then someone upstages i'll gladly
1: the take the money you don't have to put my name on the movie though i'll gladly mm-hmm. take the
0: money though yeah that that's a that's a funny thing here it's it, not like it
1: no and like look what happens it's not like people are like oh doug jones did that and people have like, no actually it was everyone knows who did the voice this time yeah, even it's, it's with funny him funny. saying i'm taking yeah, no he takes his name off the movie everyone knows who does it
0: i I thought that was an interesting thing i'm like out of respect but you still did that um but yeah i mean it's it is what it is i mean i'm not gonna if i was in his position i wouldn't turn out a paycheck Um,
1: i'm not i'm not saying he shouldn't have taken the money i'm just saying i'm not gonna also like compliment him because i'm like okay yeah i mean he still did it like you still technically erase this versus performance like not performance because the ape sapiens and doug jones is such a physical performer that like you could never get rid of that element of him but it is kind of like i mean you went from doug jones to david highbeard who sounds like doug jones so i don't really like what was the point like it's not like he See, sounds i don't so di-
0: know what doug jones sounds like well I, he's,
1: I he does that. the voice in the second movie so you'll hear it oh, okay but like um they don't sound that dissimilar like yes mm-hmm. if you're listening for it you could be like oh he sounds a bit different mm-hmm. but like if you were just to play their voices back and forth and th- you wouldn't be like that one's definitely david hyde pierce he's mm-hmm. base like they basically sound the same so it's like okay great you didn't put your name on it but like that's not really how i'm gonna remember i'm just gonna remember that like you did it anyway and good yeah. for you but like you also don't really get a sticker for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and, and of course Doug Jones—he's done a, a lot of other comic book stuff. Um, Notably, not uh, Hellboy Two, where he's in. Uh, he's in. Of course, Del Toro loves him. He uses him yeah. in Water, Crimson Peak. Um, but of course, uh, the other kind of roles: uh, Tank Girl um, and uh, Silver Surfer in. Fantastic Four too, um, Wait,
1: but that one made sense where they replaced his voice with Lawrence Fishburne. I'm like, okay, that's a different voice.
0: Yes, that makes sense. That that was like, oh. I mean,
1: it still sucks for Doug Jones, but at least I can see a studio exec being like, "Well, we can get Lawrence Fishburne to do the voice," so yeah. that's what's happening.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it, like that. I didn't realize that Doug Jones voice and David Hyde Pierce's voice were very, very similar. So that, yeah, because I'm just looking at the um the the, the Wikipedia part where he's just like, oh yeah, I have to make that part. Um, like the, the physicality of his acting, like is really, really, really good. I love the physicality
1: of yeah. his Yeah, and so. he's a, he's on Star Trek Discovery. Yes, I've seen the first season of that, and he's mm. good on that. Yep. But uh, and he gets to use his voice. But um, yeah, I think he's a great actor, especially because he can do the physical stuff. Mm. But yeah, his voice is not that far off from David Hyde Pierce. So it's kind of like, I get it. He's a name at the time, I guess, because of Fraser sure but like okay
0: yeah it's
1: like sure
0: <laughs> yeah it was a bit uh bit odd but yeah um what were some of the things I didn't you didn't like from this
1: i don't have anything as i said oh. i just i just like this movie it it yeah. held up everything that i was looking forward to held up mm. and i even got a little bit more out of the father death scene this time just because i'm like oh yeah like this is this would really hit him hard because like for him this is completely like oh this is my fault like I could have been here to stop this.
0: yeah yep. Um, yeah that 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 scene was yeah it's a very interesting scene from that perspective because they uh, you think they play into that guilt thing a little bit but they don't and I guess they don't no, they have don't. enough time to explore it in the rest of the movie anyways so it's just kind of like it, it is it's a bit odd it's a speed bump.
1: I would say yeah that's something they probably could have done better but yeah but even then realistically like, I still enjoyed it everything that I enjoyed the first time.
0: yeah and, and like it, it's I think the whether or not he feels guilt about oh I could have been here and all that kind of stuff whether or not that was necessary to explore is like no he's still really hurt by the fact that his dad died Um, you know that it was effective enough to do that um, mm-hmm. yeah in in that scene where he actually sees and holds that like that was very very emotional
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: very emotional like i honestly like i do not remember this movie um at all and i'm glad we reviewed it because this movie has a much higher standing in my mind now than when i originally like whatever and the reason why i uh, what because like as I keep saying before I just don't know a lot of, about the character Hellboy I've never really read the the comic books and all that kind of stuff and you know but so revisiting this property is it was a blast to do it's a lot of fun for sure
1: I was really happy that it held up I was like man what if this is like uh, a Spider-Man 2 thing where I'm like oh okay.
0: <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the original Raimi uh, Spider-Man um, franchise just doesn't hold up to me anymore. It just really doesn't because I'm like, oh, yeah, it feels like a 1960s film. <laughs> it's set in modern day New York. And you have a character that's constantly <laughs> like doing problematic behaviors um, and being tortured himself. And this is like weird stuff versus this one's like, no, he's just a kid that's just like he's growing up and all this. Guy. It's fun. It's a fun movie. I like
1: it. Yep, uh, I'm a big fan of this movie. No. Uh, are we? Do we miss anything
0: uh, about discussing this? I don't think so.
1: No, it's just it's the thing when there's nothing for me to really like glom onto to be like this. This sucked. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just me being like, yeah, I liked it. It's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and like the thing is, obviously, when when doing this Hellboy episode. Um, it stands to reason that we would compare a lot to the 2019 one, but we already mm. did that episode and all that kind of yeah.
1: stuff. So and I don't remember it. So there's
0: that. <laughs> so we can't really speak to those yeah. things yeah. responsibly. Um, yeah. uh, so the idea of like, no, this movie works. And the, I like this movie.
1: The interesting thing will be revisiting the second movie. Cause yeah. I didn't like it as much, but mm. people pretty much across the board are like, Oh, that's the better one. Yep. Yeah. And it does have Seth MacFarlane in it oh yeah yeah he plays this russian astronaut like you never see his face he's just like a. it's just his like he's a main character but like like, it's not like you'll be like oh you you gotta you gotta skip to the it's he's just throughout the whole movie Hmm. but like uh i remember liking that and i remember being like is that that's that's seth mcfarland's voice and then waiting for the credits but like uh other than that i remember thinking like i just it's not as interesting to me as the first one mm. but people almost across the board think it's the better of the two Guillermo del Toro Hellboy movies so I am looking forward to that to seeing how that one holds up because I think I've only seen it like twice.
0: now out of curiosity though who are the people that say that the second one are be- is better than the first one? is it I know, Hellboy on the fans, internet. or is it just general? Um, I, I, the- I
1: don't know I just see that it's ranked higher on most right. things, and on Twitter, I see people right. like talking, like especially when they were talking about the reboot happening. They were like, "Oh, that sucks," because the second one was so good. Like, mm. and I've seen polls where it's like, "Oh, like which one's better?" Obviously, the second one and stuff. Right. Um, but I like, I I really like this one, and I'm glad we rewatched it. And I can be like, "Nope, I I was right. I really like this one." Yeah. Uh, but
0: the- and I'll, i and I can be like, "Nope, I was wrong. I really like this one." Um this yeah like the help character and the property can like it, it can grow on me and really be something that i i really really enjoy and all that kind
1: of stuff yeah um, i think this one shifted focus like didn't shift yeah. i mean it shifted from the comics because this was like no like I feel like the 2019 movie was so like excited about the like lore and the stuff that like is happening in that universe Mm. that I was just like oh what I liked about the first movie was Hellboy like just him and like Mm. the people around him yes but like I didn't really care about like as I said I don't really care what the villain is trying to do like I couldn't tell you really like what is going on there other than they've got a book they say some spells and then like they want to bring the end of the world yeah Um, and and i don't really know like what they're doing i just care about hellboy the actual character and this and the david harbour movie isn't as concerned with hellboy the character so much as his whole universe
0: Mm -hmm. and this is one of those things that now i think i don't know if my position on this was firm in the past but i think when Talking about superhero movies, comic book uh, movies and all that kind of stuff, stuff with source material, the question always is, was it comic accurate, yada, 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 all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. At this point in time, my position is I don't care whether or not it's comic accurate anymore. I mean aside from like glaringly glaringly huge things like Batman obviously killing in Batman versus Superman all that kind of stuff is which fundamentally changes the character it's uh, but but also
1: that movie had like as much as I can be like oh they did this he would never do this. my big thing was like you just made Batman look like an idiot and that's where the movie and in addition to that that's what I didn't like about Batman's characterization more than I didn't like that he killed it was yeah. more just like what like he thinks superman is the villain and like he's just gonna stick with that yeah, like, no like other a, information yeah. will stop him from thinking that yep. he's gonna nope gotta kill him and yep. like everyone's like no don't do it and he's like nope gonna kill him gotta yep. do it and i'm like okay well then he's an idiot and like, yep. i don't care about this batman or yes. or the fact that they brought in like we're gonna do the dark knight returns right away that's the mm-hmm. first batman story we're gonna tell I'm like, so you've hit the ceiling of batman yeah. and superman there's ne- it's never gonna be as interesting as the time they turn against each other and actually try to fight each other yes what are you um, gonna do after that and then you kill superman right away i'm like all right well we've done it the, this is it these are the these are the stories yeah and we did it on the first try
0: <laughs> yeah what i'm what i'm basically getting at here is like i've been thinking about this a lot too is the idea of like like I said, I don't think I care that much about things being comic accurate to every single degree, as long as it's faithful and true to the characters that are there. The Mm -hmm. reason being is because when people are like, Oh, they should have done this way. They should have done this way. They should have done this way. I'm like, but dude, it's already been done. So why Mm -hmm. wouldn't, why would someone not do something slightly different or their take on it? And why is, are we not considering that? Like the idea of like, people complaining about a lot of oh this it shouldn't have been like this i'm like okay yeah i get it you're upset but you still have that original property you mm-hmm. still have that why is it like it doesn't ruin that it doesn't do anything
1: i'm different. a big believer in it doesn't matter like if they do yes. remakes or whatever like i can st- if you're telling me this is going to replace in perpetuity like my Batman '89 Blu-ray and DVD are gonna suddenly switch to only Batman versus Superman. Then yeah, I'll be upset. But uh, mm-hmm. that's not the case. I can still or yep. with the Ghostbuster stuff. Like I can still watch the Dan Aykroyd, uh, Bill Murray one. Like it doesn't yep. matter that they did a Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy one because th- that exists outside of the stuff that people say they love and is genius and mm-hmm. is nothing like the the female one. Yeah, which yeah. I don't necessarily agree with, but yep. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. I I think that like it, it's just a it's a weird thing. But you're right. Like I think the MCU proved that to me is that like yes, for the yeah. most part, like they're doing different versions of these characters. Yes.
0: MCU is a fantastic example for that because.
1: But like they but I feel like you understand that like this is their take on the character it's not like they're like oh sorry we missed that aspect or "Ooh, it's like no this is our Tony Stark this is yes. so like if you don't like it fair enough but this yeah. is who and this is our Steve Rogers this is our Natasha Romanoff like this is what we're doing with these characters mm-hmm. and like over 23 movies you can see
0: how that all plays out for everyone. Mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm uh, so when people yeah the, the comic accurate thing not a thing that matters to me as much anymore and and this movie uh, being not comic accurate according to the fan base um, to me does not matter
1: yeah i feel like they got close enough Yeah, and, and again i i'm i own this was my introduction to hellboy i didn't read yes. anything about him i didn't know anything about him i just one day when i went back when i worked at canadian tire like I looked at the newspaper when I was closing and I was like, oh, this movie's playing right now. I'll go, I'll just go watch that. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, this was fucking amazing. Like, I'm so happy I did this.
0: Yeah. I remember watching this movie um, in the theater because someone else suggested it. I'm like, yeah, I guess there's nothing better around this period of time. This look, could look fun, all this kind of stuff. And I didn't really love it that much in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. it, it definitely is something that I'm like, yep, no, I'm into it now. It's great it's
1: fun Uh, yeah and uh, as i said we're kind of in the same position for hellboy 2 where i'm just like i I don't know what i'm gonna think like well uh, yeah
0: i I don't even remember that movie at all (laughs) so i'm just like it's a real i feel like
1: the second movie maybe what i didn't respond well to is that and we're going to talk about it not next week but we are going to talk about it eventually is that it is more focused on the villains Like, Mm -hmm. i remember like the villains are more connected especially i think to abe sapien and like it's more integrated so like it's like maybe I just was like oh there's less time with Hellboy and that you've got the new Seth McFarland character as well yep. so I'm like it's just less time to like hang out with Hellboy right and maybe but maybe now that like we're rewatching these movies and we've seen a bunch of stuff now mm-hmm. I can look at it and appreciate it for what it is instead of trying to be like well it wasn't what I wanted it to be right
0: right yeah yeah absolutely very cool. All right, let's rate this thing.
1: All right, I'm going to give it a 9.
0: Yeah, this is an 8.5 to me.
1: Excellent. Love it. Yep. Excellent. I'm glad it got over an 8 for you. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. was
0: really surprised it got over an 8 for me, to me. Like, I, I was going into this movie being like, oh, I didn't like it the first time. What's going to happen? Yeah. I feel like I don't want to just shit all over it, but I'm like, I'm glad we did this because this is a cool movie. It's fun.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. I'm I'm glad they exist. Yep. Uh, as, I, as we said, that the david harbour movie does not erase my no. enjoyment of
0: this It doesn't oh, matter um i'm very excited to do the hellboy 2 episode because i want to go much like the fan base be like well if it was so liked by everyone and all that kind of stuff why didn't it get the third that ron perlman is dying oh, it
1: just didn't didn't yeah. make money
0: well yeah it's just yeah that's a big well yeah. what i mean by that is it didn't make money so why did instead of a third why was a reboot decided? you know what I mean? it's just like... well you
1: well, because then you can be like well now we're doing it comic, ac- comic accurate.
0: oh um, and that was the complaint of the first go around I guess?
1: I don't... I'm just saying like enough time had passed in between 2008 and 2019 that they could be like all right we're doing it again and this time it's closer to the comics it's gonna Perfect. have these characters like I can see people being like okay I'll go watch this and also all the people who probably didn't pay to go see the second one mm-hmm are like there's a new group of people they could market it to.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think, I guess the way for the justification for the reboot was the idea of like this film had to go through a lot of barriers. Uh, it was
1: also get- cheaper to make,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, the budget for this. I think was sixty six million. The box office did ninety nine. You're talking
1: about the Guer- Guillermo del Toro one. Or yeah, the- the, the,
0: this current one, two thousand four. Um, I, I don't yeah, know.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the David Harbor one. I feel like was just made cheaper.
0: Uh, let's take a look. Um,
1: and maybe not cheaper than the two thousand four one, but cheaper than the other comic book stuff that's being put out in the, uh, same the bu-
0: yeah. Yes. So the budget for the David Harper one's fifty million. Right. So Which, yeah probably it's,
1: it's probably is cheaper than what the wait you said this the first one was 60 million uh
0: the first one 2004 according 66 million according to okay and
1: so then you do inflation and stuff even though it already is higher than the 50 that this one is and then yeah like this one's nowhere close to yep budget of the 2004 one yep
0: yep um so yeah uh But I guess, because like I said, uh, this Hellboy had to do a lot of jumping through hoops because there was a lot of hatred at Hollywood uh, against these these kind of movies back then, right? They really, really didn't want these kind of things coming out. And uh, Del Toro, he did such a good job with this that it really did help expand and blow up that world. And I guess when when iron man one comes in the mcu and they're like oh we're building a bigger world with all these connected things now hollywood just kind of signed on right away and just kind of pushed and went crazy with it
1: uh i will we didn't say this earlier but it is important to note that the studio really wanted vin diesel or the rock for hellboy oh really and then when gilmore pushed back on vin diesel like fine he can be ape sapien obviously that didn't happen but it's like they really wanted vin diesel to be a part of it i get that because that's that was kind of like his wheelhouse with the like pitch black movies and like the riddick stuff i could right. see them being like oh yeah it's that dark some kind of otherworldly stuff he he knows that shit put him in it but i'm glad they stuck to their guns and got ron perlman yeah uh and i think they said that guillermo del Toro showed them early stuff of um Ron Perlman in Blade 2 to be like no he can do this like he's he's got the charisma to do this and they're like all right sure whatever Uh, but I do feel like that also goes to them probably funnily enough even though they were just going for bigger bigger names or like bigger guys Mm -hmm. that probably would have played into the more comic accurate version of him of the like just more the battering ram type guy Mm -hmm. unless the personality yeah. If you're doing Vin Diesel and The Rock, because I don't think The Rock back then was doing like nuanced performances. And I'm not saying he wasn't capable. I'm saying
0: they right. we weren't hiring him for that. Yeah, he then. was he fit a very specific thing Work. that they wanted yeah. at the time. Yeah. And he did that. And I'm glad that The Rock was able to break out of that um typecast kind of position that they wanted. Like basically the muscle guy, kind of like whatever, but so I'm glad they really, really did change that up. Um, I'm just looking yeah. at right now um, what uh, the acting profiles between the uh, De- uh, De- Perlman and um, uh, Vin Diesel at the time. Because to me, I'm it, it, when these casting things always come up. The studio wanted this, and like this director wanted this. I always think about okay, well, if the studio is so insistent, is it primarily because of a? Uh, well, to me, it's all about a money thing, right? No, like, it's
1: Fast and Furious money,
0: and. You know? no what do i mean but like vin diesel was vin diesel more recognizable than
1: because of fast and furious
0: he was yeah so that so they were like okay well if you're gonna do this then do it with diesel because that way we can at least make more money because yeah
1: wouldn't he would have had fast and furious triple x and like riddick
0: movies by that point so he so yeah. So he had a, a lot. So, um, I mean, I, I don't think a lot of people would be like, Oh yeah, he was an iron giant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but he did do some stuff, uh, around then and he was becoming a big star with, yeah, hundred percent, uh, triple X, um, uh, the red X stuff. And, uh, you know, all fast and furious was definitely there. Um, you know, it, he was, he was becoming a star around that point in time. And it makes sense why they would want him, um, Oh shit! He was in Saving Private Ryan too. Yep, Diesel. Great cool. in it. Yep.
1: Um, yeah. No, I I get the push for Vin Diesel. The Rock seems more like we just need a look. Mm, yes. Because I'm thinking they're thinking of like Scorpion King type stuff. Right. Uh, but I'm like this as the David Harbor movie proved. Like for me, Hellboy doesn't work without Ron Perlman. mm yep he brings yeah. something to it and again it's not even like i can point to other performances like this like i feel like he's genuinely different as hellboy as he is in like blade 2 and uh sons of anarchy of the yeah. other two things that i've spent time with and have seen
0: yes um it, yeah he, he works as hellboy he does there's something and you're absolutely right if if and and this is something it would require me to do something that i don't think i'm willing to do which is re-watch the 2019 version and do a side-by-side comparison between Harbor's performance and ron perlman's performance but well he's
1: screwed because what is he like he can't just copy what ron perlman did yeah he, as as like a professional he'd be like i need to do something different
0: yes of course and we everyone would expect him to do something different not copy and emulate what mm-hmm. perlman did but you're right though like with david Harbor's version it wasn't his fault in his acting it was just the way he that his character was written as an idiot um that made it less enjoyable for me um that and
1: apparently like that was a shitty set to be on like the director producer him nobody got along right so i think that movie was kind of like i think more of the reason that movie's not getting a sequel is because they're like well now we got to find other people to like make this Mm. like maybe i don't mean david harbour i'm like i'm sure that means a new producer, a new director type situation uh, to do this again. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's. This is our Hellboy episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what I want to say. Yep. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, nine from me, eight point five from you. Next episode is Constantine. I am not looking forward to it, but I hope that what happened with you for Hellboy happens for me with Constantine.
0: So I am looking forward to the Constantine because I've actually never watched Constantine. Mm, I, did and not I do like love it. Keanu Reeves. So I to hope me, I'm you gonna... like Shia LaBeouf. Um, that is a hard sell.
1: <laughs> so I done. like Shia LaBeouf. I, I'm here to say I like Shia LaBeouf, but I don't think you do. So good luck well, with that.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I don't, his, acting performances i've seen more stuff from him lately that has been more interesting so the Oh
1: like his last two movies oh that
0: movie the the moonshine movie to me was like oh okay i saw started seeing him in a very different light, and I, i think primarily and this my fault for looking at not taking shia labeouf too seriously was because the first thing that i really saw him in and the thing that i guess a lot of people saw him in was transformers and i'm like
1: Mm. Mm, no no you're forgetting about even Stevens and Holes baby
0: yeah well I didn't that
1: guy was a star before Transformers
0: yeah Um, and then well I definitely didn't so to me my view on LaBeouf is tainted by that but like I said I've been watching more stuff
1: you should watch Honey Boy and Peanut Butter Falcon those two movies are amazing
0: that's what I heard Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon is really a good one Um, Honey Boy have you also seen him in Nymphomaniac
1: I don't want to watch that movie it's I don't not like a- that I don't like that director and I don't there's nothing about that movie that makes me be like that seems like it'd be interesting.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's it's not that great of a movie. Um but he's in it and he does he that's when the first role that I saw him in where I was like yeah, oh
1: he's a good actor. This is what yeah. I'm saying like I I think the only role he did where I'm like ugh is in indiana jones let's talk about this after we record uh yeah yeah. this is really going a different way anyway yeah thank you very much for listening uh if you want to hear our thoughts on Shiloh, you'll probably hear them uh (laughs) next episode when we do constantine uh but ben and i will have that conversation when we turn off these mics uh yeah thank you very much for listening as ben said earlier we are part of the that shelf podcast network so please head on over to that shelf.com where you'll see other podcasts such as bad gay movies black hole films changing reels composers no budget nightmare what a great theme song and more you're gonna love it please go there we are on twitter at tdf spoiled we are uh we have other episodes on tdfeverything.com slash spoiled rotten Ooh, I hope that's true. And then uh, our email is at gmail.com. We are also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Radio, uh, Radio Public. So please go there, rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that's everything I have to say, or as I like to say, everything I get to say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What about you, Ben?
0: Uh, nope, I think you got it.
1: Excellent. Well, goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Cheers. This has been a TDF Everything production, Bra.